Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and Allison, and uh, thanks for joining us today on Rooted Deep. We are in the middle of some really fascinating Jesus conversations. So last week, Allie, we talked about the woman at the well, and Mm -hmm. we kind of dove into this conversation that Jesus had with this woman. And it was just so fascinating to see this dialogue back and forth. And today we find Jesus having another conversation with another woman. And these women are, if you if you remember from last week, and then as we dive into this week, these are not meek and mild women, number one. Right. And, and neither of them are Jewish women either. They're stepping, yeah. um, they're kind of um, in, in no man's land here talking to Jesus. And, uh, in this case, uh, in this case, this woman came to Jesus with a Samaritan woman, Jesus, uh, went to her, but it's interesting because these women really know how to argue, a, argue a point. And that's why yes. I love these conversations so much. Yeah. You know, uh, so we're in, if, if you, um, if you want to look this scripture up, we're in Matthew 15 today. And there is just this story tucked into Matthew 15 about a woman from Canaan. And so we get this set up. Jesus is, uh, you know, he's been dealing with the Pharisees. He's been, he's been teaching. He's been doing all of these things. And, and the Bible says that he withdraws from, um, from where he was to this area called Tyre and Sidon. So he's kind of, you know, he's kind of drawing away a little bit from the massive crowds that he's been with. And there is a Canaanite woman from that region Mm -hmm. who realizes that Jesus is in her area and she comes out and begins, the Bible uses the word crying. So we're getting this very strong flee, okay, uh, with Jesus to have mercy on her daughter. Well, first she says, have mercy on me, oh Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, She, because her daughter is uh, demon possessed. She is oppressed by a demon scripture says and so so this woman comes out and it's interesting so we have a non-jewish woman Ali's already set us up for that this woman is not jewish yeah. uh, she doesn't follow the tradition of the jews she hasn't studied as far as we know the old testament and she's not gone through all this we don't know what her background is but this is what is interesting we know something about her immediately because of the way she addresses jesus yeah because she says oh lord son of david son of david mm-hmm. And this is, again, it's all these little cultural things that if you don't catch some of these things, you just miss the whole heart of it. But that phrase, son of David, that is a, that is a direct implication to the prophecies that, that Dave, the son of David would be the Messiah. And so she's addressing him as Messiah. She's saying, hey, I know you are Messiah. And, um, and so she is basically following him, crying out. Son of David, son of David, basically Messiah, Messiah, Messiah. Mm-hmm. My daughters, I, we need your help. Okay? I know who you are and I know what you can do. And and I think that's an important way to start because also she knows who she is. And, uh, and she knows that she might possibly not have a right to ask, but at the same time, um, yeah, she identifies him for who he is immediately. And, and, and she begins crying. And then I, but... It's a hard conversation when you continue on. This is a hard conversation to read because mm-hmm. his responses to her are not what we would hope for 
Uh, they're not the, they're not the responses that we like to encounter when we are praying, when we are crying out to the Lord now in our prayers. And this is not it's not a conversation, an easy conversation to read. No, actually, because the very first part of it, there is no conversation. Yeah. Okay. Silence. The Bible says Jesus doesn't answer her a word. Yeah. So you can imagine, and I'm just trying to paint this picture in my mind. You've got Jesus and his disciples and they're walking. Maybe they're, they're maybe they're sitting at a table there, wherever they are at the moment, but they withdrawn in some way. So they're somewhere. And this woman is just over here crying out to Jesus and Jesus is actually totally ignoring her as if she doesn't exist. Um, and ironically, the disciples finally come and the Bible says they beg Jesus. Okay. <laughs> can you please do something, do something with this woman? Because, and they say, look, can you send her away? She's crying. I mean, because Jesus is just acting as if this woman is not talking. And, and apparently it's probably really grating after a while, after this woman has been crying for a while, the disciples are like, Lord, please do something with this woman. Can you please help her in some way? Can you send her away? Can you do something? Because we can't, we can't handle her Which persistence. just shows her persistence. It, that's, yeah. I was exactly about to say that. It shows her persistence and probably her strength and um, maybe volume. Uh, if she's mm-hmm. crying, she's she's making a bit of a scene. And um, mm-hmm. and and when I don't know, and and this is another thing. This is why I think she was just a strong and desperate woman. Because mm-hmm. if if it, when you can counter silence, sometimes p- some people just shrink back. Okay, I I tried. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere else, but no, the silence, it did not, you know, she took his silence as consent and he's like, she's like, okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep asking. And the disciples just get sick of it. Yeah. You know, and I think really there are so many huge lessons here Um, because we don't, what we don't want you to do when you read this story is say, wow, Jesus is cruel. Mm -mm. Okay. There's more in this story than that. No, if you read it at first glance, she would say, well, that's really cruel. Why wouldn't he answer her? But there's something going on below the surface here mm-hmm. that Jesus is speaking into where this woman is specifically. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's, there's such a powerful thing in that because um, Jesus knows what we need. Yeah. He knows where we are. He knows where our faith stands. He knows the things that stand between us and a relationship with him. He knows the questions that are going in our minds that we don't speak out loud. Right. Um, and he knows the perfect timing yeah. of every moment. He knows what moment. it takes to get us there. Yeah. Yeah. So we, so we understand that Jesus loves this woman. He, he's not, right. he loves her daughter. He, yeah. he, he hates the demons that are possessing her. And so Jesus is going to do something. He wants mm-hmm. to do something. But there is a, there's a process that's all not really about Jesus at all. Mm-hmm. And it's about the woman. Yeah. And it's not even about the daughter. Um, it's about no. getting the woman to a place to where she really understands that phrase that she just said, as he's the son of David. Um, it's a process to get her to that point in understanding. And like you said, and I think this is really important to point out what she is crying for and what that Jesus loves this woman. He loves her daughter and he hates what's happening to the daughter. This is not his will. And, and so, and she's, that's why she's insisting because she's like, I know who you are and I know you don't want this for my family. Absolutely. And so we see this, um, we see this, 
this real tension though, because yeah. Jesus is not speaking at all. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Allie, but there's been times in my prayer life where I have begged out to Jesus and cried out to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that the heavens were silenced. silent. And, um, and I've kept mm -hmm. asking, and you know, there's that verse, you know, that we ask, we seek, and we knock. And if you mm -hmm. actually look at those words, you'll find that they're in the, 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 the um, tense that they're in is the idea that you keep on asking, you keep mm -hmm. on seeking, and you keep on knocking. And so there is something about prayer that the Bible is clear on, but sometimes yeah. it's fuzzy in our own human hearts. And right. that is that there's sometimes God does not always answer immediately. Sometimes he is silent. And yet that is not a sign for us to walk away. Stop. It's a sign yeah. for us to lean in more and be more mm -hmm. persistent and continue to ask, seek and knock. And that's exactly what this woman right. did. Yeah. Um, but Jesus turns. Uh, it appears he turns to his disciples because yeah. they ask him, send her away. Jesus goes back, looks at his disciples and says, I was only sent mm -hmm. to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Yeah. So basically Jesus says, I, I was sent to, to, to come to the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. um, and she hears this. Yeah. She hears he's what he's talking to say. the disciples, but I think he's yes. talking at her, you know? Yes. And she comes and this is the next thing. She kneels before him. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now there's this heart of absolute submission and it's like, Lord, okay, master. It's that yeah. word. Yeah. Adonai, master, Lord, help me. Right. Help me. Um, and again, you think Jesus is going to look at her and say, okay, your daughter's been healed. Go on. Yeah. But Jesus is not done with this woman and where mm -hmm. she's at. And right. This next phrase is the one that nobody, we're like, right. what does yeah. that mean? Why did he say this? Why did he say this? Because Jesus says it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Hmm. Okay. And we're like, that was the most cruel thing I've ever heard anybody I, say. Why, yeah. And reading it in our English and in our cultural context. And from and exactly. from a female, I feel like from a female perspective as well. Because if you look yeah. at this woman kneeling, not in, I mean, kneeling to Jesus, but in front of more, I mean, there's mm -hmm. men around her. And yeah. so when you think about it from a from a woman's perspective, you're just like, she is desperate. And then to receive that. And so if you think from our cultural, you know, from if, mm -hmm. what he says next, you're just like, oh, what? why what did what did he mean by that you know yeah so what we don't understand a lot because we don't really we do not reason or have conversations in this way yeah but in the jewish culture rabbis they would often use analogies and through the analogies and the style of the analogy they would make their points and argue their points and so what we don't what we can't fully unfold in this is this is exactly what Jesus is doing. He's using a technique that the rabbis used, and it is this idea of lesser to greater. Yeah. Okay. So he's and he's making an analogy for this woman. And so Jesus is not calling not this woman a dog. Yes, right. He's not insulting her. What he's doing is he's making an analogy with a household pet. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus just says, look. Is it right to take the food you would give the children at the table and actually give that to the household pet? Okay. Now, obviously, he's got the lesser and the greater, the child versus the household pet. That's the lesser to the greater argument or reasoning that he's making, the analogy that he's making. 
Um, and so he proposes this statement to this woman to see what her response is going to be. Where is your faith? Where is your, he, so he's making this analogy and this woman comes right back to him mm -hmm. very quick in her statement. And she says, yes, Lord, but every good owner gets to they give their dog scraps from the table. They do every, every good dog uh, owner who's got a pet. And mm -hmm. I don't, I know Allie, you do this. I do this. Yeah. Okay. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, so there, the dog is going to get, you know, scraps from the table. Absolutely. And yeah. so this woman is making an argument back. Mm -hmm. She understands the analogy Jesus yeah. is making uh -huh. that he came to the Jews first. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is not being ugly. Basically he's just stating, yeah. you know what? I came to, you, do you understand? I came for the Jews first yeah. and then to the Gentiles. So but she's, really yeah, whole, but she's saying number one, by, by kneeling and calling him master, she's saying, right. Hey, you're the master of the whole household. If That's we right. are all here, whether, right. wherever we are at the table, we will benefit from the master. And, and it's, exactly thinking about right. it, if you think about it from a household perspective and you, you mentioned it, our pets, man, our pets live high on the hog because they are just sitting right at our feet, you know, yeah, waiting yeah. for, you know, waiting yeah. for a piece of bacon or, or something, but she's saying master, she's kneeling in front and saying master and just saying, Hey, you're the head of the household and I'm in that household in some way. Yeah. And, and she's also that. pointing out the fact that Jesus, I understand that you came to the Jew first. The Bible says he came to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Okay. Yeah. So we get this understanding that the, the Bible, that the, that the, the promise was to the Jews first, but even way back in Genesis mm -hmm. and to Abraham, he said he was going to be the father of many nations. So we understand that this yeah. was not just a redemption for Jews, right. but it was a redemption yeah. for the world. This woman got this. And Jesus is wondering, do you understand this? And I honestly think this is what I think I could be totally wrong. But I think what Jesus was really pursuing in this woman's heart was, are you calling me Lord because you need a miracle? Mm -hmm. Or are you calling me Lord because you understand that I also came for you? Yeah, exactly. Which, which is it? Uh -huh. Do you just want my miracle and you just want your daughter healed? Or do you understand that there's a bigger thing going on here? And that I actually have come to also die for you and for your sins mm -hmm. and that I am your Messiah and it's not and just I am a term your master. You, I'm not just the yeah. master. I am your master. And yes. will you make it's it? It's not personal? just a term, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know, Jesus is healing and the word is getting out. Everybody knows, yeah. right? So it's easy for somebody to say, Hey, Jesus, son of David, uh, heal, because mm -hmm. I want you to heal my child. I'll right. call you anything. Yeah. You know, in order to get you, you know, we've had many conversations about people that are really quick to pray a prayer of salvation, mm -hmm. not because mm -hmm. they understand a word they're praying, but because they believe that maybe after they get through with this prayer, some American is going to give them money or food or shoes right. or clothing or something. So it almost yeah. in their mind is an exchange. It's an, yes. And we really wrestle through that to make sure people understand that this, mm -hmm. this prayer is something completely different than an yeah. exchange for food or money or whatever. So Jesus, I think this is maybe what is going down right here is Jesus mm -hmm. is like, look, this is not, this is, there's more, there's a higher calling here than just healing your daughter. Right. Yeah. This is about saving your souls. Yes. And so do you, do you understand that? And the way he, the way he finds he out and she understands her. that right. is uses this analogy, which mm -hmm. in our context sounds brutal, right. but actually this woman didn't receive it as brutal. Mm -mm. She, she 
Yeah. Yeah. She understood. She understood right where he was. And I think this is very similar to a a little bit of the conversation that Jesus Jesus had with the Samaritan woman about stepping Mm -hmm. out of, you know, going, you know, making that connection from the Jew, um, the Jewish Mm -hmm. culture and out and stepping. This is the second time he's not in Jerusalem. He's outside and, and he's stepping into um, into their culture and, and, and into their area. But and he's and he's he's called people out before for you're only following me for the miracles. You're only following me, yeah. me for the food. And he's called people out. And in in this case, he's 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 saying something similar. He's saying, you know, let's see if it's really about you or if it's about you know again if you want in the household it is um it's it's a personal relationship not just my daughter you know my daughter needs help yeah absolutely and you know if you trace the history of the canaanite people you will see go all the way back to joshua Mm -hmm. and and realize that joshua was at war with the canaanites yes yeah okay so we've got this long history Mm -hmm. of animosity and war over land and over territories between the, you know, you've got all, we call it all the ites, you know, it's the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the, you know, Jebusites and all the ites, right? And so the Canaanites are part of that Mm -hmm. that group. And so we've got history that has these two groups of people at each other in war and in fights. And so I think, you know, Jesus is speaking into this woman and says, you know, hey, this is more than about healing your daughter. Mm -hmm. This is about saving your soul. And do you understand that I am that I've come to redeem you. I've come to mm-hmm. save you. And um, and in this and in this analogy, which for us sounds very brutal, but for this woman, it what she understood what Jesus was saying. I think she was very clear mm-hmm. that that Jesus was speaking into all of those issues right. that would have involved between the Canaanites and the and the Jewish people. And she responds right and back. She and she's it. like, yeah. absolutely, Lord. I totally understand. But mm-hmm. I believe, and Jesus answers her, and I just love this, mm. oh, woman, great is your faith. Yeah, yeah. Great is your faith. You know, your faith sees beyond the past history. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your, your faith sees beyond all of these things. And, and Jesus says, be it done to you as you desire. And if the Bible says immediately her daughter was healed. Right. Exactly. And I think when, when she says, yes, Lord, even, even the dogs, even the crumbs that fall from their master's table, um, she's saying, basically, I want in everything I want, I want into that. Um, I want into the household. I want you to be my master. I'm calling you Lord. And, and what, what I receive is going to be enough. And she calls it crumbs, but we know, I mean, we, we know it's like, Hey, I'm satisfied yeah. with the crumbs because of whose hand it's coming from and it's coming from the yeah. master's hands. And I think that's, you yeah. know, and that when we talk about, when we talk about faith, this is one of those things. Do we have enough? Do we have the type of faith that she had number one to continue asking when we hear silence, do we mm-hmm. have enough faith that when, when the Lord in his because prayer is a conversation. Prayer is us talking, but is also listening. And when he kind of has to change our heart, prayer, if we are praying and if we are truly listening to God, sometimes he's like, you actually don't want what you're asking for, you know, mm-hmm. or you don't understand um, what you're asking for, or you don't understand really who you're talking to. You don't really yeah. accept me as master. You only want 
the thing or you only want, you know? Um, And so do we, and so when he says great is thy faith, he's talking to her about, um, yeah, you, you push through in this prayer, you push through in this conversation and you showed that you, you, you do call me master. Yeah. You know, and, and I think this woman gets something about Mm -hmm. Jesus that's so important. And again, we might miss it in the analogy if we don't kind of lay the analogy in its in its we keep context hearing the word dog. This, that's the problem we this, kind of yeah this rabbinical argument here but really what this woman gets is she's like look if you know jesus uses this same form of analogy back in matthew uh in the sermon on the mount and he mm-hmm. says would a would a good father yeah. who loves his child would he give if his child asked for bread would he give him a stone right and would he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Well, if an earthly father knows how to give good gifts to his children, mm-hmm. doesn't a heavenly father so much more know how to give good gifts to his children? Right. Okay. This is the same argument. And this woman steps right into that argument by, by basically coming back with this analogy that says, Lord, if a human master would allow a dog to have mm-hmm. crumbs from the table, yeah. even so much more. Is Messiah not going to care right. for humans? Yeah. I mean, if we do this for dogs, would we, we yeah. not? Would not Messiah do so much more so much for a, a, a person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we do get lost in the, the analogy a little bit, mm-hmm. and we don't understand it. And the word "dogs" is such a strong word that we react to that. But what this woman really gets. And she makes a statement about the character of Jesus. And it's the same statement Jesus taught in Matthew earlier when he's preaching, um, you know, as the Sermon on the Mount, what we call the Sermon on the Mount, as he's preaching, this woman understands it. And she says, look, if, a, if, an, earthly, if an earthly master would give mm-hmm. crumbs to a dog, even so much more with yeah. the Lord of the universe, the Messiah is going to do so Sunday much more for his own yeah. children. Exactly. Saying, hey, that's me. Yeah. And she gets it. Mm-hmm. And man, what a beautiful picture of, of her understanding of who the Messiah was. And we don't right. know where she got this deep understanding, mm-hmm. but obviously she had been pursuing uh, this, this Messiah uh, before, before Jesus shows up. And now she understands right. this, is, this is who you are. Um, and it's just this beautiful, it's a beautiful story about leaning into the character of God. And Mm -hmm. I think there's been times in my life, even when I've prayed and asked God for things and I've been waiting on answers, I, I pray back scripture to God very often. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but you said, right. Yeah. But you said in Psalms, but you said in John, but you said over here. And it's not that I'm, that I'm being hostile back to the Lord. It's just like, Lord, you promised. Mm -hmm. And I know you, you can't go back on your, your promise. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that sometimes that is the way we respond at times as we pray when, when it's silent or where we're not, we need something so desperately mm-hmm. and we go back and say, Lord, this is, this is who you are. This right. is your character. This is what mm-hmm. I know to be true about you. Yeah. And so therefore I'm going to, I am going to lean into everything I know to be true about you. Right. Um, and that's the faith that God saw in this woman. And that's what, when we're, when we are praying, it's the, it's, and just like she did, it's acknowledging who he is and Mm -hmm. acknowledging who she is and, and, you know, and, 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 and understanding that God's love. And that's where the faith comes in. Sometimes we do not have faith in who God is and what Mm -hmm. he has promised, like you said, or in how much he loves 
and cares for us. And that's what, like you said, yeah. she's calling him out on what he's already said. Yeah, exactly. So if mm -hmm. this, then this. So if, you know, if I did, I called you, I called you Lord and master. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, um, I'm depending on. And, and, and she has a perfect view of who she is, but within um, within his love and care. And that's, you know, and that's such a faith step. And again, when we're praying and when yeah. we encounter, when we encounter a pushback or a, or a no, or an initial, um, now I've, I have prayed and I have, I mean, obviously, and this has been my testimony for years. I got, I know when I got the actual resounding, no, what you're asking for, you're not getting, you know what I'm saying? And I, I have, yeah. I have accepted that, but, I, but going this, this, this conversation of her being able to say, yeah, you're the master. I know who I am. I know who you are. And I still trust that you love and care for me. Um, yeah. is it's a huge, it's, it's a huge way to push through and, and to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to start praying for, for something else, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to just rest in, in you as the master. And that's it's a yeah. beautiful place to be. And it's a beautiful place to find yourself. Um, and it's, it's so much more than heal my daughter, or it's so much more than yeah. provide this or, or keep us safe in this. It's so much more than that. It's, it's got to take that faith takes us to where he is. Yeah. And just, you know, leaning in to all of who he is mm -hmm. knowing that even, even when I don't understand, yeah, you know, now, obviously we know this story has this incredible happy ending yeah. of Mark's gospel would give us a few more details than Matthew gives us. And Mark would go on to say that Jesus told her to, to go, to go home. Mm -hmm. The devil was gone out of her daughter. And when the woman went to her house, Mark's gospel tells us she found the child laying on the bed, calm and at peace and sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so we find this amazing ending to the story for this mm -hmm. woman. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes our own, our own, burdens as we struggle with them and our own requests from God uh it's a journey mm -hmm. you know um uh I have a friend right now in fact he's your friend as well Tony Luzo mm -hmm. and he's a pastor in Ohio and his 18 year old son Logan was just diagnosed with cancer a few months ago and it's a serious this is a massive tumor that's sitting right on this boy's heart mm -hmm. and um and the doctors are not even sure what type of cancer it is it's so rare and they're throwing everything they've got at it. Yeah. And I talked to Tony, um, you know, just yesterday. And Tony is like, you know what? We're just leaning. I mean, we're begging God for a miracle. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. We're yeah. asking God for a miracle. And I'm just leaning in to the character of God. Mm -hmm. And Tony made this statement that I thought was so powerful. He said, the song that has been the nearest and dearest to me during this time has been the blessing. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah. the reason it's been so powerful to me is that may your face shine upon us. It's like the presence of God. Lord, right. I just need you to, I need your face to shine on us. I need mm -hmm. to feel your face. I need to feel your presence because we're going through this and we're asking for your healing and we're asking for a miracle and God hasn't spoken. I mean, you know, Tony's yeah. son hasn't gotten the healing that they're asking for, he hasn't, you know, he's still going through hard chemos and all of these other things. And yet mm -hmm. there is this leaning into the character of God and who God is by Tony and by his wife, Jen and, and his other children. And that just, when you are in those moments, yeah, I just think there is no other place to go, but the character right. of God. Exactly. 
and 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 uh, be right at the table with him and that presence is so much again it's so much more than the healing or it's so much more than and that's and that's where the rest is going to come from and that's where the peace is going to come from no, no matter what and understanding who who God is again and who um and who he is and what he can do and yeah. and and what he what he what he wills and um and then and he so wants to do it right yeah exactly you know so uh, maybe the challenge today for all of us as we go back maybe and read this passage again is just to be reminded that god god loves our faith he loves mm -hmm. us he knows our problems he sees our problems he he wants good for us mm -hmm. and so maybe whatever is whatever mountain is in front of you right now for this woman it was a child that was demon possessed i don't know what your thing is today but i bet you everybody listening has got something mm -hmm. that's looming in front of them like that and just getting with jesus and getting into his presence and knowing he can knowing he knowing that he longs for the best for us and then praying with that great faith with that great persistence and and don't be intimidated by silence and don't be intimidated by what appears to be no movement or no action, but just continue uh, to, to persevere in that place um, and see what God does. Because I, I just believe that God, he's the same God. This is the same yeah. God for her that he's the same God for us today. Amen. Yeah. So, well, you know, go back read these passages, read this conversation, and maybe you and Jesus need to have your own conversation right? Um, as a result of all of this. So we want to encourage you uh, to, to uh, join us next time. We're, we're going to step into two more Jesus conversations after this one. So uh, we would encourage you to join us uh, again and uh, check out the next person who has a Jesus conversation. And um uh, Take some time today to maybe have your own conversation with Jesus mm. today. That's what that's what we hope for you. Well, okay, until next time, uh, Allie, we're going to let them go for now. We'll catch yeah. up with them all again later, right? Stay rooted deep. Stay rooted deep, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.